1: Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> you talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asian Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there. Because you're listening to this podcast, we at Blue Wire want you to know this. One, we freaking love you. And two, we want to learn more about you. Help us make more content you'll love by filling out a survey you can find in the description of this podcast. You'll help us out a ton, and you'll have a chance to win a Blue Wire t shirt, hoodie, or a pair of AirPods. We appreciate you, hope you're staying safe, and want you to enjoy this podcast.
2: The Uncontested Podcast presents Under the Bubble a special podcast series previewing all 22 teams returning to play at Disney World. We're talking to podcasters, writers, and bloggers who cover these teams to get you all caught up before the NBA is back in action on July 31st. Tune in every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts for the latest episode in the series. What is up and welcome to the uncontested podcast, episode three of the Under the Bubble series. We are finishing up the Eastern Conference this week. We have some great interviews I'm super excited to get you guys into, but before we do that, I just want to let you know you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Make sure you f- subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Drop that five-star rating while you're at it. And like I said, we're wrapping up the Eastern Conference this week, so nine teams from the East going into the bubble down in Disney World. This week, we had... Maybe the architect, the the guy who started it all for Disney World and the NBA coming back there, Keith Smith of Yahoo Sports and Celtics blog, and the co-host of the NBA Insiders podcast, he came on and talked with Taylor about the Boston Celtics. Then I had a very fun interview with Adam Corsair, who is the host of the South of the Sixth podcast covering the Toronto Raptors, as we broke down what the defending champs are looking like heading into the bubble. And then lastly, friends of the podcast, Ty Windish and Rohan Cotty of the Eurostep podcast came on to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks and their quest for a title with Giannis Antetokounmpo. And lastly, let's get you over to Taylor's conversation with Ty and Rohan about the Milwaukee Bucks.
3: So now we are joined by two fellow members of the Blue Wire family, Ty Wendish and Rohan Cotty, co-hosts of the Eurostep podcast, and that's Euro as in G-Y-R-O. I bet you can guess it. They cover the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Really enjoy listening to their podcast and their insight. In addition to hosting the Eurostep, Ty is a reporter for the Wisconsin Herd, the G League team of the uh, Milwaukee Bucks, and also writes some really insightful articles on his Patreon account, especially during this lockout. I've been really impressed uh, seeing some of the stuff that he's been tweeting out, so uh, Ty, it's actually his name and his patreon is, is where you can find it so be sure to check that out as well and you can find ty on twitter at ty windish uh, that's t-i-w-i-n-d-i-s-c-h and rohan at r-k-a-t-t-i yeah j-r sorry <laughs> some of those letters run together um, so thanks so much for joining us guys we're really excited to have you and talk about maybe the hottest team in the league this season the milwaukee bucks
4: yeah thank you so much for having us i felt so bad we had all these complicated plugs you did it really well though thank yeah, you so much awesome. for
5: doing that. <laughs> awesome. we, we appreciate the opportunity
3: it, well good Definitely. good we uh, we're appreciative of you guys coming on and so let's just address the elephant in the room here guys um how many first-round picks do you think Sam Presti will get the Bucks for Giannis next season? Oh, well, we always get ambushed whenever we go anywhere. We get ambushed. We can't it's, let you breathe. Okay. You guys are okay. on Twitter. You see Jason Kidd going to the, to, to, the to the this. Knicks to get yeah. Giannis to go. You, you know we're we're well prepared. We'll, uh, we
5: have the uh, accurate response of uh, maybe maybe readjust your uh, expectations. Uh, <laughs> so
3: so yeah, but, yeah, you guys are like uh, we'll take all of your first-round picks. We'll take Shea and we'll. Uh, We'll also take uh, just about anybody else, uh, because nobody's quite yeah, we'll Yeah, we'll take the, so the gaming door? rights to the maybe. Yeah, we'll take everything. Hey, I, I was listening to your guys' most recent podcast. You guys talked a, a really high on Gallo. could give you Gallo in there. <laughs> sure, yeah,
4: you're, you're almost halfway there, I think. Yeah, right, all yeah, the no. Picks, and even say...
3: even that might be generous. Maybe, um, yeah. <laughs> but I just had to give you guys a hard time, because like I said, I know you guys, especially with the recent Jason Kidd news, uh I remember being in those shoes and when the whole Cam Durant thing was going on and then again with Russell Westbrook and uh, the second time turned out much better for us. And for <laughs> what it's worth, I think you guys will be uh, falling into the Russell Westbrook category with Giannis Stang is my assumption. But uh, again, I don't really have any say or insight, but uh, I just had to give you guys a little bit of a hard time to start this off. So uh, just to jump into the Bucks and, and the resumption of the season and, and the playoffs coming up. Again, they're one of the most interesting teams. So I want to do a quick season recap prior to the break and play. Um, the Bucks were 53 and 12, which was not only good for first in the East, but was also the best rec- record in the entire league. Um, <laughs> they're actually up six and a half games on the second place Raptors, which is pretty incredible. The uh, defending ch- champs, the Toronto Raptors, uh, and they were six and four prior to that hiatus. Uh, there was a couple games in there. I think three straight games that they lost mainly due to some injuries which we'll get into actually that's next Uh, Giannis and uh, Bledsoe were both nursing some knee soreness Giannis had a kind of a nasty fall um, a couple games prior to the hiatus Um, fortunately it seems like they probably will be okay and good to go um, with the season resuming And then George Hill was in a similar situation, uh, nursing a minor growing injury. Uh, But again, from everything I read and everything I've seen, um, the athletic and other places, it seems like all three of these players will probably be good to go. Um, Did I miss anybody? And kind of what are your guys' thoughts on those three uh, particular injuries?
5: Uh, It didn't seem like anything was really that significant. Initially, we thought the Giannis injury was going to be a a lot worse considering how bad the fall looked initially. But thankfully, it wasn't anything like... Super significant. It was just going to be a lot of time off. Um, but it seems like, from everything we've heard or haven't heard, maybe, I guess, it's it seems like everything is on track for Giannis to play potentially in the Orlando restart. Uh, especially, like, it doesn't seem like anyone had any injuries get worse. Good. Good. Yeah, and and poor, that's going
3: kind of to be. Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
4: Just poor George Hill just absolutely got his nads obliterated by Goran Dragic. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and one of the last. Just one of the. I mean, like. Of course, your heart stops whenever Giannis holds anything. You know, right. beside, I mean Even when he holds little baby Liam, my heart stops in a different way. But <laughs> when he was when he's holding his knee, of course, you you know, you panic, your heart skips a beat. But George Hill, you just felt immediately so bad. It wasn't no, even I, a foul. Oh, oh. sorry, I'm I'm not, I'm not. No, I yeah, <laughs> we, we, we were riled up in the time. We're still slightly riled uh, up. But um, yeah, the the funniest thing about when the season stopped for the Bucks is they're one and four in their last five games. The worst stretch of the season by far, their worst stretch since the very beginning of the year when they were also look kinda of bad. And like you said, even with that even with Toronto going on a torrid tear near the last month or so when we actually had games, they still have that crazy lead which just goes to show how incredible Milwaukee was the rest of the year. But yeah, I don't think I don't think they're gonna have anybody who uh, at least any of those injuries that carry over and, and
3: present any difficulties. Well, that's another perfect transition because speaking of how hot (laughs) Milwaukee was and how great of a season they had been having – I have some highlights I want to go over here, kind of get your guys' opinions on, and then get any, I just kind of threw out three of the most obvious to me, Um, and then I want you guys to throw out any others that I may have missed that may not be as well known, uh, things that really stood out to you guys as Milwaukee uh, fans and and guys who cover the team. So the first of those are the most obvious, and Giannis, obviously on another MVP run, uh, looking to defend his MVP title, and there's also many analysts right now, uh, well-known analysts who actually have a vote on these things, projecting him to also win Defensive Player of the Year.
5: Yeah, it's just it's another insane season for Giannis. It's um, you know it's it's hard to really comprehend how well he's really doing, uh, especially considering we can cover the team. But it's just it it's just Giannis. I don't know how else to explain it. Yeah, yeah he
4: he gets better at everything every year. He he has yet to stop doing that outside of the uh, rookie to sophomore season three point shooting. Shout out to chasing kid who's already been mentioned way way too many times i'm I'm having i'm having flashbacks yeah Yeah, it's it's not great it's not great but yeah i mean honestly just it it is hard to say i mean how how good he's gotten i mean he's gained 50 pounds of muscle since his rookie year he he obviously uses every single pound very very effectively the three-point shot is sort of coming along the 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 free throw was coming along for a little while there he's kind of working on his form there, which, I mean, a lot of people, I think both of us included, think that ultimately could be even more important than the, the three-point shot, but it, it they're close. Um, but, yeah, the the DPOI thing hurts because I'm seeing Brooke Lopez getting snubbed more and more, but Giannis is, is obviously a,
3: a great defender That as is well. fair. Yeah, I've heard the argument for, for uh, Brooke as well, and he definitely deserves to be in the conversation now. Uh, but somebody else, uh, kind of overshadowed a little bit by Giannis' this season, it's just how great of a season that Chris Middleton is having. Oh. Um, he is getting some – I mean, obviously, he was an all-star selection, so it's not like uh, he's not getting a, a ton of credit or anything. But when you look at these stats, it's just absolutely incredible, and it's kind of being overshadowed by another incredible year by Giannis and just the Bucks as a whole middleton is currently just shy of the notor- notorious 50 40 90 mark averaging 49.9 percent from the from the floor on twos or i guess overall 41.8 from three and a 90.8 percent from the free throw line which is just pretty incredible um what are your guys' thoughts on chris and the season that he's been having
5: well it just it, it goes to show like i'm glad he's actually getting a little bit of recognition even though his um he seems to be. He's usually in the conversation for like, is he actually a good sidekick for Giannis? Like that's the main right. topic in which Chris Middleton gets discussed, rather than the fact that he's actually putting up one of the greatest NBA seasons of all time. Uh Ooh. well, I mean, like his in, in, in terms of that his benchmarks, notorious yeah. Group, yeah. Right? Yes, yeah, yeah, fair,
4: true,
3: fair. true, true, true. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no take. I'm not. Sure. <laughs> Chris Steph Middleton 15, is the most 16, important player on the Bucks. F- uh,
4: 16, 16, Steph, 01, Shaq, 86, Bird, <laughs> 20, Middleton. All those names you just put together. 13, LeBron. That's the group. <laughs> that's it.
5: <laughs> uh, oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, but. Um, yeah. But besides, like, just, like, statistical benchmarks, it's, like, he's actually diversified his game, like, a lot in the sense, like, he's had more freedom in the system in the year two under Coach Budenholzer, because Ty and I have done a lot of dissecting of last year's playoffs and, like, what went wrong there. And uh, we just sort of, we realized, like, compared from this year to last year that Chris Middleton has so much more free reign uh, to do what he does best in the offense. And he's just, he's being able to put all of his skills on full display. And I think that's, I think that's allowed him to, you know, have such a great season.
3: Yeah, no, absolutely. And then um, speaking of of defense that we mentioned earlier with Giannis, it's not just Giannis either. It's not just Chris either, who usually is assigned maybe the best wing on the other team. Um, The defense as a whole I think is a season highlight. I'm curious to get your guys' insight on this as well. 101.9 defensive rating, which is first in the NBA, and that goes hand-in-hand. I believe they're seventh in the uh, total league right now in terms of offensive rating, Um, and that's even kind of gone down a little bit, like you guys said, um, with kind of a a rough uh, February-March. At one point, it it was much better than that. And so uh, what are your guys' thoughts on the defense that you've seen from your team uh, this season and, and specifically being so great and so dominant?
4: I think my favorite thing about the defense is that almost everybody on the team is either, like, is better or has improved more than I expected. Um, on the defensive end specifically, like, I think the main Brook Lopez storyline might be his threes aren't falling. His three-point percentage is way down this year. It's, it's been, it's hard to say issue and the Bucs have been the best team in the league, but, like, if you're looking for issues, it, it might be number one. But I think his defense is even better than last year. Um, I think West Matthews is not a guy I would think would be used as an elite defender, even if he is good. But the Bucks go ahead and they'll stick him on James Harden. They'll stick him on LeBron, and, and yep. he does incredibly well on all of them. He's been great. Um, and Kinda then Dante a DiVincenzo. Bit of
3: a resurgence for uh, for West.
4: Yeah, I mean, like his role is so small that people don't notice. I mean, you look at his points per game or whatever, and it's like, oh, whatever, who cares? But if you watch a lot of Bucks. His, his job on defense, maybe, I, don't, I can't say that just because Brook and Giannis are so good, but
3: it's been, really been impressive stuff. Yeah, no, absolutely. I couldn't agree more, and when I, I, I mean, I knew the, the Bucs were an incredibly uh, sound defensive team, but when I saw that they were currently, they currently had the highest uh, defensive rating, or the best defensive rating, I should say, um, I was really blown away, but uh, it, yeah, they've been really fun to watch, and like I said it's it's a pretty optimistic uh, recap for you guys the Bucks have been awesome this season and now we're kind of transitioning now into uh we're feeling a little more optimistic about the season resuming um for a while there uh, particularly last week and the week before it seemed like maybe <laughs> the the season resumption might not go on as at least as planned uh, maybe some players wouldn't play but the more and more info we're getting now it looks like we're going to be continuing the season and the Bucks can continue um, that that championship push so you guys kind of mentioned this earlier, but how did you guys feel the team was trending before the shutdown? Obviously, there's a couple injuries there, but outside of that, kind of as a whole, how are you feeling um, getting closer and closer to playoffs?
5: I at, at that point when the season sort of shut down, it kind of felt like the Bucks were sort of in that a little bit of a midseason slump. It's weird to say like one in five is a in their last five games. I think yeah, right. One in four. One in four. Sorry, excuse me. Um, It was their by far their worst stretch of the season. Um, Like it was, it's not even close. So just seeing, seeing that was a little bit startling and especially with injuries, but it was sort of like you weren't getting too concerned because it was a lot of uh, older players getting a little injured, like uh, George Hill, like uh, Kyle Corver, you would expect like a little bit of these things. And it's good that it wasn't necessarily in... You know like right before the playoffs started so you can actually have some time to rest and recover it's just it felt like they were sort of hitting that mid-season sort of like lull
3: yeah i know definitely and and kind of to that point you know uh, chris middleton didn't necessarily have an injury uh but they were even kind of resting him you know and I actually was interviewing keith smith um for the celtics preview and he mentioned and kind of called it the dog days of the nba season um because kind of like you guys said it's just kind of like trying to push and, and get healthy for the playoffs um but regardless, you know, it's six and four of your last 10. They were uh, maybe trending downward a little bit towards the very end, uh, right up to the pause and play. But um, obviously they were still still not terrible. Um, so how are you guys feeling about your team's eight-game regular season schedule and the uh, the seating? I know we don't have the official um, schedule yet. I think that will probably be announced sometime in the next week. Um, but we've kind of heard that potentially it'd be the teams that are going to be in the bubble. You would just skip the teams that aren't and finish your season that way. Um, so how would you guys feel about playing those next eight games and, and how you guys would fare heading into the playoffs? I think the highlight
4: is, I mean, obviously there's some good teams because there's mostly good teams left, but I think they're slated to play the Wizards twice in those eight games against just the bubble teams, yep. which now I and mean, we just got word this week or yesterday or today. I think yesterday Davis-Bertons Bertons is not is coming. Playing. True. Yeah, so we'll see what Beal wants to do. I mean, he's not an upcoming free agent, but still, I mean, these games are very, very pointless for Washington. Who I, I would bet probably dangerous amount of money that they are not even going to force a play-in game, much less actually make it to the eighth, the ninth, or eighth seed. But um, so if they get to play Washington twice, then I think it's about as easy of a of a slate as you can get. But I really think, I mean, this for the Bucks is going to be tune-up games, get back in a rhythm. I don't. I mean, they're not going to want to go 0-8, I mean, they're competitors, but you see the lead they have in Toronto, they have to win, like, two, maybe three games to cement the first seed in the East, it's not a 16-team bracket, so you don't have to worry about, you know, the Lakers surpassing them, or something like that, there's no real home court, because they're all in the bubble, we'll see if they do one of the weird home court advantage things or not, but uh, I think just, uh, they're they're going to look at it as a tune-up, get, get back into focus, and with the two wizards games, you, you couldn't ask for too much easier, I
3: think. Yeah, that's a good point, and I, I'm really glad you brought that up, Ty, because um, that's something I wanted to, to run by you guys. What does a team like the Bucks how do, how do they treat this this those eight games? Um, you know, obviously, you want to try and balance between like, gearing up and getting ready for the playoffs, but you also don't want to risk injury to your stars with a chance to win the championship. So, how do you think the Bucks will balance those two things?
5: I think it, I think what Ty said in this sense that it's more going to be like tune-up games is a good way to put it. It's it's an opportunity to make sure you're not just jumping into the playoffs without having played basketball for a couple months. Uh, so you just get the opportunity to really um, you know get into a rhythm again, and you don't really need to worry about like winning or losing these games. As Ty said, they only have to win two games to really lock up the one seed. So you can just you can just let your main guys play a little bit. Get them warmed up, get them ready to go, and then just, you know, punt the game if you need to. It doesn't ready. it doesn't really matter for Milwaukee. And Survive can, in
3: advance. Yeah.
4: <laughs> exactly. And I think for the Bucks it's even less important because I mean we'll see how the play in or whatever shakes out, but they're gonna draw one of like Brooklyn or Orlando in the first round, and you don't exactly need to be at peak operating capacity for that either. So it wouldn't surprise me if the Bucks said we get the eight play in games that largely don't matter. Then we get a first-round series against a team that has virtually no chance of putting up a real fight. Let's really ease the guys back in. I mean, you you don't want to give them so few minutes they're not ready for a potential actual test in the second round, but they certainly have some time to get everybody up to speed. And we see how Bud does rotations in the regular season, even in quote-unquote big games. I don't think we're going to see 40 minutes of Johannes in one of these seeding games, that's for sure.
3: Definitely. I think that's a really good point, especially bringing up uh, Buzz rotations. But So I've asked you guys quite a bit about uh, your stars and Middleton and Giannis. But what about some underrated players? Um, and Ty, I think you actually were about to bring one up uh, before I interrupted you earlier. Sorry about that. But uh, there's certainly some interesting guys who make this team so good on both ends of the floor, outside of just Giannis and Chris Middleton. So who are some of those guys that maybe uh, NBA fans not so familiar with the Bucs need to be looking for and uh, that could really impact the Bucs come playoff time?
4: Let's let's both do one quick. Rohan, you go first. Pick a pick an interesting non Giannis. And you can steal the one I was gonna mention earlier if you want <laughs> oh, to. Oh,
3: can I?
5: Yeah, you can. Dante. <laughs> there, you there it is. Dante Di Vincenzo. Uh, that's <laughs> the name be... I wanted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's his first time in the playoffs, and he just from the way it seems really cliche to say this, but he's he seems like a postseason player. You know, like a sixteen game player. You just you can get anything you want from him on the court. He can create on offense, even though you don't you don't you hope it doesn't come to that. uh he will be an insanely smart defender as he always is. He will make always make the good pass, make the good read. He can shoot, he can dribble, he can pass. he can do anything you really need him to do in a small role. So it's just it's prime position for him to have a breakout performance in the postseason because the postseason is all about like which team can really realistically have more role players break out. That's how you win championships. So if the Bucks can get Dante to really break out during this postseason, that would be fantastic.
3: I like that. I like that
4: a lot. Ty, who's your guy? So I got to go with, I mean, I, I let Rohan take the one that, of course, just being able to say the name Dante DiVincenzo is super right? fun, but <laughs> since this is on Disney property, how can I not go with Robin Lopez? I mean, I thought that Lopez was the other guy you
3: were going to go with also. And he's been really good for you guys.
4: He has. So it, it kind of stinks for Robin. I mean, him and Brooke obviously joke about hitting each other. They're both big Disney guys, so that doesn't stink for him. <laughs> but I think he's just been, he's a different player than Brooke for sure in, in a lot of ways, but... I think I'd say just a little bit less effective on both ends, but not much. And I think that's huge for a Bucks team where we did our binge the Bucks series going through the last playoffs game by game. Their lack of a credible second center mattered in the playoffs a lot. I mean, like, Miritich was kind of supposed to be the guy. Newsflash, he's not that guy. Uh, not even close, but... Being able to, when teams go big, like your Joel Embiid's or whatever, I mean, Steven Adams, if you want to use a, a Thunder example, those big guys that maybe you don't want to go small against, the Bucks now have two of the biggest, best defensive big men in the league that they can put out there for 48 minutes if they don't want to go small. They're very comfortable going big. And also, anyone who's not familiar yet with tea time is going to become familiar with tea time because that is the beautiful Robin Lopez celebration after he hits a three. He's shooting those now. He's making those sometimes Man, the Bucs are fun incredible. I miss Bucks basketball
3: incredible I love it um yeah I'm, I'm very excited to see that celebration and uh, pretty incredible to see both Lopez brothers ad- ad- adapt to the NBA and uh and really kind of change their, or expand their games I should say um throughout their careers that's a that's really interesting and I love both of you guys' answers there that was perfect so speaking of players do you think any players really benefited or maybe even suffered because of the shutdown and quarantine? You know, obviously we mentioned some of the guys with injuries. Um, and maybe they the, the answer is as simple as that. Yeah, the guys with injuries will be healthy again, but do you see any other players maybe that could have either benefited or maybe they were really hot heading into the um into the or during the season and and now maybe they kinda of cooled them down a little bit?
5: Well, I think the Bucks overall really benefited from this. Like you mentioned, like obviously the injuries, uh, the shutdown helps because you know you give players more time to rest and recover. But the Bucks had like I think the oldest roster in the league, so you're just giving. Uh, all of their key players like more time to rest and recover uh ty and i have joked about this on our podcast a lot but kyle korver was starting to get a lot of dnp olds uh, mm-hmm. as the season was progressing <laughs> so we just uh just getting like key players who can actually hope to contribute in the postseason getting them rested getting them ready i think that'll be a huge plus
4: yeah i just 100 percent, cosign i think the way i put it was I mean, no team was lucky that, you know, this global pandemic happened. Obviously, it, right. it stinks for everyone pretty uniformly. But, like, as as it goes for in the circumstances, given what all the other teams are going through, uh, I think the Bucks were, I don't know, quote-unquote advantaged as much as anybody. I mean, they really – I don't think anybody was playing their best ball when the season stopped. Maybe Dante, but I think he'd been pretty just consistently improving. So, yeah, I think everyone kind of having a hard start and then restart – I think benefits the Bucks the most, but I mean, they, I don't, I don't think they would have like been mired in this slump the whole rest of the season anyway. I right. think they would have snapped out of it. But it's nice to, you know, get a
3: a jolt to get out of it. The same
4: time everybody else has to do the same.
3: No, absolutely. I think that's all really good points, and uh, we'll be fun to see where the Bucks uh, pick back up. So, speaking of that, when they do take the court again, do you guys expect any big changes uh, in terms of maybe the lineups? You mentioned Buzz lineups, lineup rotations earlier. Their conditioning, their style of play, chemistry, whatever it may be, do you guys see any changes compared to the regular season, or at least when um, the league went on hiatus?
5: I don't think so. Because the way that Milwaukee and Coach Budenholzer run this team, uh, you may disagree with me here, but it seems it seems a little like it's almost formulaic in the way that they play and that the way that they manage their rotations, their minutes. Obviously, that can change during a postseason but uh, we hope yeah we hope (laughs) (laughs) but um that that style of play might actually benefit milwaukee compared to other teams because you don't necessarily have to get into like more of a rhythm into getting your own like style of play down in the sense that milwaukee has a very cookie cutter way of playing so you can just jump in and know what you're supposed to do Uh, obviously there's going to be rust but all every single team is gonna have a lot of rust to deal with. So if Milwaukee yeah. style play can actually help them in this situation, I I think I think it can. I think it can help them.
4: Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I think what's funny is I could sit here and like maybe they're gonna try playoff lineups more and we're gonna see no I don't think that's gonna happen at all. I think we're gonna see like twelve guys in the first game. I mean, I, I think that is like I think the bud response to all of this is going to be like Giannis plays 22 minutes the first game and Chris plays 23 minutes etc that, that's what I imagine what we'll, we'll see I mean we obviously we have no you know this is the first time the Bucks have come back from a major pandemic in the honest era so <laughs> we don't have that much to go on but um, I, I would imagine we're just gonna see like everybody get some run to, to get the rust off which I think the Bucks are more used to that than a lot of teams so maybe it will help them relatively speaking
3: yeah, no, I, I think that's also a really good point. You know, they're a very deep team that goes deep into their bench at times, and um, that could really pay off for them, kind of adjusting, like you guys said, ramping back up for playoffs, and then at that point, just unleash Giannis and, and Chris.
5: I think um, Bud will play all 17 guys in the first game. He'll probably be like, oh, if, you're oh, oh, he, if you're here, you're going to awesome. play. You're like, going to play. Well.
3: I love it. I love it. That'd be pretty fun. All right, so I have one last serious question for you guys uh, to kind of wrap it all up, and then at the very end, we'll do a, a fun, fun uh, lighthearted question. So... Right now, I want each of you guys to give me your playoff prediction for the Bucks. How many rounds, games, etc. Uh,
5: Ty, Ty, you give your uh, you give <laughs> your pick first here.
4: Um, so they sweep the, uh, yeah, they sweep the first round. Uh, even rusty, even even if the Bucks are rusty, now those teams are taking a game. Uh, then I think they win in five twice, and then Bucks in six in the finals, and that's that's the ooh, first ooh, championships in seventy one, and then. Uh, minutes after the story breaks, Malika Andrews is gonna gain all of the favor back with Bucks fans. They still have us a little ire after the story <laughs> broke, right after the the game six loss in Toronto. Story's gonna break that he intends to sign the Supermax, and everyone's gonna come together
5: and it's a happy, it's a fairy tale Disney ending.
3: It's yeah, there perfect. you go. What a perfect place for it to uh, to occur. Also, I exactly. Love it.
5: I love it. Okay, Ty, you kind of you kind of set me up here for a little lesson. <laughs> <laughs> so, God, that's that might be partially my bad, but uh, okay. So I will agree. I say they sweep the first round, uh, and again, Ty and I joke about this on our podcast. Maybe a team takes a quarter. Who knows? Um, uh, I say I say they five games in the second round. Um, I say they sweep the Eastern Conference Finals because I think the Whoa. second round might be a little more. T- I think it might be a little tougher than the, for them than the conference finals. That's just interesting. my interesting because the threat of maybe miami in the right. second round compared to boston and toronto in the conference finals miami skews me a little more so i say they sweep the eastern conference finals five games in the second round and then it's going to be a top seven game series against the lakers um uh, but i think the bucks pull it out I, like I, got, it. I gotta go with milwaukee in this one and ty i will steal your idea and say the Supermax yeah. story comes out too <laughs> <laughs>
3: perfect well i love it that uh it's a perfect way to, to put a bow, like you guys said, on the Disney World uh, resumption of the season, and that'd be really awesome. I'd, I'd be stoked for you guys, and uh, obviously we'll be rooting for the Bucks um, to, to pull that off because I think it'd be a really fun story. But now, right before we get out of here, um, it wouldn't be right for me to bring you guys on the podcast and not play this quick game with you guys considering the two twins you have on your team or the two brothers you have on your team. So since the league is rooming in Disney World, I'm going to name a Disney character, and I want you guys to tell me who from your team most closely matches that character. Um, and I'm going to pick five of them So the first one is the most obvious I feel like I have to throw this one out for each team Mickey Mouse, the icon
5: It's got to be honest, right? Main character, main storyline revolves around him It's got to be honest
3: Yeah Yeah,
4: yeah. I guess it, it does have to be honest uh, I, like, I wanted it to not Just because I'm not like a
3: huge Mickey guy But I think it, it does make a lot of sense I like it um, So I'm going to throw this one out Because I feel like this one could be applicable to a couple guys on your team um, Goofy
5: Ooh, I said, uh, I said, Brooke Lopez. Uh, he always <laughs> likes to make light of things. It's not anything super serious. It's all, it's a, it's all fun and games. So I'm going to go with Brooke Lopez here.
4: I, I think that answer makes a lot more sense. I don't know why this player came to my head immediately when you said the name. I just, I saw Ersan Ilyasova <laughs> in my head. I'm just going to go with it. We're going to make Ersan goofy.
3: There you go. I like it. I like it. Uh, former Thunder player. Also, I like it. <laughs> um so hercules the muscle guy on the team oh bledsoe guy guy is jacked yeah (laughs) Yeah. it's gotta be bledsoe interesting i like that i like that answer i thought you guys might go with like robin or somebody uh i like that answer a lot more though no bledsoe's got like muscles on muscles on muscles like it's it's not even (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome uh let's go with tigger next who's like somebody that's really explosive full of energy no, oh, it's it's Dante.
4: Ooh, okay. Oh, you didn't have Dante. Wow. That's, oh, that's good too. Uh, Thanasis is good for that.
5: Yeah, he's he's someone who's always gonna fight hard till the buzzer sounds, even if it really annoys the other team. Uh, yeah. So I gotta go with Giannis's brother Thanasis.
3: I like it. Interesting. Yeah, those are two good ones. Well, my last one for you guys is one I actually haven't uh, brought up on any of the um, season previews yet, but this one's kind of fun. and I think kind of applicable to basketball. Who's the Lightning McQueen um, from Cards for the Milwaukee Bucks?
5: Ty, Ty, tie, tie, what's yours? I mean, the likable
4: underdog who we can't help but root for. I don't know. I haven't seen Cars, but I imagine yeah, that's that, roughly is, Lightning that's McQueen. That's pretty spot on. Okay, that works. So it's got to be Chris. It's Chris. Ooh, Chris is okay. the guy who didn't have a lot of shine on him at first, and we were always believers, and then he comes through in big time. I'm going with Chris, and Ooh, I had to, I had I to make sure. somebody Chris. I
5: like that. I like that a lot, actually. Um, I went with Pat Connaughton. Uh, Oh, wow. He's he's just someone who's, he just exudes confidence and just like cool, calm, collected, you know, and he's, I guess he's like sort of an under, I mean, yeah, like same with Chris, second round pick and stuff. Um, But, you know, he just, he's always working his way up. He's always confident. So, you know, got to go with Pat Continson.
3: I like it. Well, those are great answers. Um, I think that's all I got for you guys. You guys have anything else really quick before we, before we get out of here? I just want to say, I feel bad for you
4: guys. Uh-oh. Not not because of your chances or anything. You barely got to see any Chris Middleton. I was looking back, the November game. Chris gets hurt and only plays like twenty minutes. Oh, that's true. And he misses the second game entirely with an unrelated injury. Which I mean, that was a heck of game, a game. Yeah, that, not for not for not for you guys. That actually yeah. was a game where I was like. The Bucks were kind of like oh looking the forty a little... point game yeah sorry yeah, yeah whatever it was so that was were... uh, that was rough.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the
4: Bucks were looking up and down and then they went out and just absolutely wallop a really good yeah. Thunder team and I was like oh that's that's good good and feeling win we like, but
3: hot too but you're right no we we didn't really get to play much against Chris which like during the season we'll absolutely take it because we want those wins but uh, yeah. also as a fan it's really fun to watch the best players play it's okay you'll see them in the finals yeah, yeah there Ooh. we go I love it I love it I, I, yeah, I'm Chris's actually very optimistic for Casey's chances here. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I, I like it I like it well hey we uh, might have to get you guys on like a post game podcast or something or I doubt this I guess this probably wouldn't happen looking at the schedule but if the Bucks or Thunder were to play each other for the season um, like during this re- regular season resumption we'll have to get you guys back on absolutely but thank you guys again. Uh, Ty and Rohan, co-hosts of the Eurostep podcast, are coming on. Be sure to absolutely go and check out the Eurostep. Again, that's G-Y-R-O for obvious reasons. Pretty awesome. Um, part of the Blue Wire family, just like we are. We're super proud to have him on and uh, I'm really grateful. Be sure to take out, check out Ty's stuff over at his Patreon account. Um, that's Ty, T-I, Windish, W-I-N-D-I-S-C-H. W-I-N-D-I-S-C-H or sorry Winditch, and you can find uh Ty on twitter uh, at the same that's his twitter handle and rohan is at r k a t t i g j r sorry <laughs> i had to kind of squint there um so be sure to give those guys a follow and because um, we really appreciate them coming on and, and talking about a really fun team in the milwaukee bucks so thank you guys again thank
2: you for having us
4: yeah thank you very much this was fun
2: hey once again i just want to say thank you to our guest this week Keith Smith, Adam Corsair, and then Ty Windish and Rohan Cotty. Can't thank you guys enough. We hope you listeners enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed all of the Under the Bubble episodes so far. If you haven't listened to episode one and two yet, we would highly encourage you to go back and download, get caught up on all things Eastern Conference basketball, and starting next week, we are in the Western Conference. We will cover all Western Conference teams, culminating on the last week of the show we will do an episode completely dedicated to the Oklahoma City Thunder. You guys stay safe out there. Please continue to wash your hands, distance, wear a mask, so we can get COVID out of here. Hope you're excited for basketball, and we will be back with you this Friday for another episode of The Young Contested. You guys have a great end of your week, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.